This podcast represents the opinions of Katie Allen, PA, and guests of her show. The content is for informational purposes only and in no way sets up a patient relationship. Consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Now, here's Katie Allen. Whoa, now that is an introduction. Thank you, Jay Andrews, for that as we dive right into one of the most popular subjects in the aesthetic world. Probably one of the most recognized words that we hear is Botox. And if I could only insert a little laughing emoji right there. <laughs> I'm Katie Allen, your host, and I've been a physician assistant in plastic surgery for over 15 years, and I've been injecting Botox for a majority of those years. Wow, how things have changed. When I started injecting Botox, it was a little bit more of a hush-hush, not quite a taboo. That's a little bit of a strong word. And now it's kind of trendy. You really don't hide it in most groups, kind of more as a standard of acceptance or possibilities that somebody might want to do to make themselves feel a little bit more rejuvenated. Today, we're going to talk about Botox on more of an elementary term, and we'll get into things like the science of Botox in future episodes. When we talk about Botox, it has both cosmetic indications and non-cosmetic indications, but we're talking about cosmetic because this podcast is called Make Me Pretty, although we will have some things that are not just about cosmetics. But again, we're going to talk about the cosmetic aspect of it. When I say the word Botox, it's referring to really a trade name is Botox, which is made by the company Allergan. There are other trade names associated with botulinum type A, which is what we're talking about, Dysport, Xeomin, and Juvo. There's Myoblock, but that's not cosmetic. There's some other things also on the horizon. We're not going to talk about those either. I'm also not going to go into the difference of these companies, their trade names, the efficacy until a future episode. There is a lot to be discussed when it surrounds the word Botox. So for simplicity, sorry to the other companies, we are going to focus on Botox cosmetic in the face in particular. So where is Botox primarily used in the face? Well, I would tell you that the most common areas that it's used in the right tits, fancy word for saying wrinkles between the eyebrows, that's your bow lines, your 11s, your scowl lines, your mean look, you're pissed off, your kids, you better get your act together. And then there's your wrinkles on the sides of your eyes, otherwise known as those lovely crow's feet. And then there are the horizontal lines of the forehead that, quite frankly, just make us look old and tired. Other areas of the face that might be treated are the cobblestoning appearance or the orange peel appearance of the chin, lines around the mouth, and even sometimes raising up the corners of the mouth, although I do not do that. Sometimes injection into the master muscles and also the neck bands. Overall, when we use Botox, it's to improve the appearance of the fine lines of the face that are giving us a negative appearance. Not everybody needs or is going to have a benefit from Botox. Some people just, quite frankly, have better genetics than the rest of us and can utilize funds somewhere else more appropriately. So I'm going to speak to those just that would benefit from Botox, that it is going to make them have a more rejuvenated appearance, look less tired, less pissed off. When Botox is placed appropriately, we should be able to have a natural appearance. We can increase the dosing in certain areas if a patient does have a desire to do that or a different goal for an effect to have more of a semi-frozen look. But for the majority of us, we want a still a natural look, but I I start to giggle because I go, a kind of natural look, but a kind of frozen low, but not too frozen. And I just know what we all kind of mean. Now, for those folks that look cartoonish, uh, I am not your person, but there's plenty that I can refer you to. 
I'll say on a side note, there are a lot of great injectors when it comes to Botox. I am just one singular person's opinion. So please consult your provider to ask them. It, it is about the relationship between you and your provider and your desires. Um, I, I'm just Katie Allen, and I got my opinion. <laughs> I, I choose to treat people a certain way, so I like to just throw that in there. Okay, so we want some of these areas to be smoothed out. So the appointment goes like this. You are going to point to the area that bothers you. If this happens to be about Botox, I'm going to tell you if Botox can help this area. Then we're going to say about how much we need. Then I'm going to tell you what the amount of money that is going to cost you is going to be. Then I'm going to fill you on on the details, which I'm hoping you will now listen to this podcast so that I don't have to fill you in on as many of the details. I'm then going to draw up a solution if you choose to go forward that day. Bring it back into the room. I'm going to then inject into the belly of the muscle. So with Botox Cosmetics. I'm actually injecting with a needle this substance, and it's a tiny, tiny needle. But I'm injecting this substance into the muscle belly, so not into the actual line, because what we're doing with the Botox, we inject that into the muscle. The muscle then relaxes, which stops forming those ugly, deep breezes. Your result from Botox is partly dependent on the age when you start coming in, and more specifically, I should say, how deep your lines are, and if you've been getting Botox consistently. So, if you are a new patient to Botox, what I tell folks oftentimes is I find that the very first time that you get it, you're going to have a pretty darn good result. The second time that you get it, you're going to have a good result for the same amount of units. We might need to tweak a little bit. But by that third time, it gets just a little bit better. And I'm finding that we're able to then maintain what our desired effect is. It's kind of the opposite of working out. In working out, we're going to work out consistently to try to build the muscle. And with Botox, I'm trying to get a hold of that muscle to get it to weaken, weaken, weaken. And it's not that it keeps getting better every single time that you get injected, but I do need to kind of catch up with the weakening of those muscles. It's also dose dependent. So if I use more units in an area, then it's going to last longer. Sometimes injectors don't even realize that. So if I don't use as much on you because we want to have a more, quote, natural, end quote, appearance, well, then it's not going to last as much as your friend over there who looks so frozen they can't move their brows. And neither one of those treatments is wrong. You just need to know that the second of those, the one where somebody has used more, is going to just last longer. It's just a dosing thing. So I need folks to know that. So if you do not use as many units, it's not going to last as long. But you didn't pay as much as your friend. As far as when it starts working, as a non-scientific comment from Katie Allen. I believe that it kind of starts having a a working effect. You're, You're really starting to see some of it about day three or four, but really you're looking for your final effect about day seven or nine. Now, this is the difference kind of in these products I will just throw in there really fast that things like uh, Disport and Juvo, I find that they start working a little bit faster. But I just wanted to say that part in general. Again, we're back to Botox Cosmetic. I'm really looking for your final result is really about seven to nine days. I find that as people get it more regularly, uh, that can kind of back off a little bit. I have some people who come in and get their Botox every three months, which is about how long I think the average person that it really lasts at full effect. Now, now that can be very, very different. You know, if somebody's coming in in their 20s, we might get more like three to four months out. If you're coming in kind of in your mid to late 30s, 40s, 50s, and above, well, we all know we're getting more like three months really for the final. I've got some people that come out every three months. They are on the dot. They have made their appointment. 
Uh, and then I've got some people that come every six months. I've got somebody people that come every year for their birthday. None of those is wrong, but just understanding that the person that comes every three months, it's a little bit of a better result because they're maintaining kind of the weakness in the muscle for what it's worth. They're also not continually getting those lines back. If somebody's waiting till every year for their birthday, that's typically a budgetary thing, and I have full respect for that. But they're not necessarily going to get quite the result because they're back to their first time every time. I I still think that's okay. I find that a lot of folks, if they're kind of starting this process in their, uh, you know, 20s, which is not very common, but I've got some people that get struck with the bad genes there. But if they're starting in their 20s, a lot of times that is every six months. But again, as we increase in age and those lines really want to form, it's typically becoming more common that somebody gets it more regularly every three months. I have folks that come in and decide that they want to treat everything at one time. I have some folks that split that up. Again, a lot of these things are not right or wrong. That's why I love education and trying to educate you on how do these products work so that you can kind of get a better hold of deciding how is this product going to work best for your life and your goals. Everybody's different. Uh, I believe that leads to the most happiness. But I do want you to understand if you want to have the best results, this is what you need to do. A, B, C. So if you got a friend that's been getting Botox for five years and you just started getting Botox, well, yours isn't going to be as good yet. It usually takes several treatments to get there. It's also that the longer that you wait, we may not quite get the result that your friend had when they started investing in their face earlier. I don't necessarily think that people need to start preventative Botox prior to seeing those lines. I always try to be a little careful on that because I don't want us wasting our money. And and I'll talk to somebody about that. Part of when you come in to see me or a great injector is they're just going to be honest with you because it's our reputation too. So again, if we treat this like all other medicine and we just tell you kind of the honest truth, what is going to get you your best result? Well, those are the things that we're going to guide you on to make you understand what is the best investment for you. For some folks that are out there, Botox is just not important, or the face and what it appears to look like is just not important as other things. That's fine. We all have priorities. So this, when I say you need something or you want something, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming that you're interested. So we're going to go along with that for now. So are you a candidate for Botox? Probably the best way to know that is to find a reputable injector, make an appointment with them or otherwise called a consult, And go in and basically ask them that question. So once you establish that consult, most people uh, can be candidates. There are some musculoskeletal disorders uh, that would prevent me from injecting. If you have any disease processes that include the muscles, you need to have that discussion with your neurologist. And then I require a clearance. Uh, I will not inject Botox when it comes to pregnancy. I will not inject Botox when somebody is breastfeeding. But you know, I got plenty of those post-baby appointments that folks know when about the time they've had that baby and they can come in or when they're about to stop breastfeeding. And boy, those appointments are made in advance. So it gets kind of humorous at the front desk, but they take care of that for you to get you back on schedule. Botox Cosmetic, when appropriately placed, has really very little risks involved. I will tell you probably the most 
common things that can happen. And even if you have a great injector, you you can still, you got asymmetries coming in. So you may have some asymmetries afterwards or just the product itself. Sometimes you can get some asymmetries. Um, you know, it's not very common, but it happens. And that doesn't mean that something is necessarily wrong. It just means sometimes the musculature is a little bit different, especially on those first time meetings with a new injector or it's your first time getting Botox. Not likely anything that's going to make somebody look real wonky, but just to know. The other thing to know is, is we are basically making some of the muscles of the face weakened. So sometimes your body is so smart that it basically utilizes these other tiny little muscles to come along and try to help it because it doesn't know that we did it on purpose. It basically can think that maybe there's an injury. So sometimes you can get kind of some little muscles that you notice maybe no one else notices it. But you might notice it like when you're putting on your eyeshadow or things like that. And you just have to decide which is better. Do you want the effects of the Botox or, you know, is that something that you're seeing as a problem when you're putting on your eyeshadow? And that's such a big deal to you that you don't want to do that. Now, brows can often get heavy. We'll talk more about what muscles get injected with Botox and what that does in a future episode. But basically, brows can get heavy. That's a common thing the lids can drop down. Now, I have not personally seen that. One of my patients, I have seen that with others. If that Botox were to creep down into a certain muscle that is around the lid, that lid can come down over the eye. That sucks. When you get to the lower face, the risks go up as to what can happen and what kind of oddities can happen. But again, I would go with an experienced injector, and they're going to know the things to tell you and those risks that are involved. So how much is Botox? Well, that's going to vary depending on where you go, where you live. You know, obviously, if you live in New York City versus you come to Gainesville, Georgia, it's probably going to be a little pricier because the real estate overall, everything, the hamburger is pricier in New York. But on where you are throughout the United States or in the world, that might depend on how much that product is going to cost. There are some offices that charge per the area, like I was saying, the glabella, that area between the eyes, or maybe the forehead area is an area, or the crow's feet area is an area. To me, that is overall less common. More people charge per unit. That is a little harder to know until you get into uh, more specifics. So I'm going to give you some generalized numbers. If we're talking about the area between the brows, I would say as an estimate, maybe somebody were to get between 18 and maybe up to 30 units, depending on the strength of the musculature to that area. Men, you typically get more units because that muscle is stronger. And some of you ladies do because you scowl. Let's say that it's between 18 and 30 units. Now, how much per unit? Again, you just take my number that I said, 18 to 30. And any of those numbers in between, you can multiply it times whatever that place says they charge per unit. With me specifically, I could say for a tiny little area treated, bills can be between $250 and then they range up to around $700. So it's it's a big spread depending on what we're trying to treat, but my patients are aware of that and they are educated on that. And again, that goes back to you got to find the injector that you trust. If you're just randomly picking somebody off the internet or you're picking based just solely on the price, good luck to you. Like other things in America, once you are established, 
with a specific practice. Many of these companies like Allergan has Botox Cosmetic or Galaderma has Dysport. And so a lot of these companies have different points programs to try to help you kind of save some money. Really, I, I believe they're exchanging out you know, marketing information, which I don't blame them for, kind of like your Kroger card. Or they will offer a variety of coupons uh, that are also on the internet. But once again, these are luxurious products, and you can choose uh, to get them or to not get them, but you don't really want to cheap out too much on something for your face. I speak to you a ton about choosing the correct injector, and that will be also something we discuss in detail more in future episodes. We're also going to go over more of Botox specifically and how it addresses the muscles of the face just so that you get a better idea, which really ties into today's episode. Just don't want to bore you too much here. And as you can probably tell, I get super excited about all these things because probably the most exciting thing for me as an injector is, yes, I love seeing the before and after. But what I love the most is seeing someone that's feeling pretty dang good about themselves. But then you do these little things and all of a sudden you just go, God, I'm still in there. I feel a little bit more refreshed. I'm feeling better. And the responses that other people have towards us when we don't look like we're pissed off or sad or mad, hell, it's a big deal. (laughs) Botox Cosmetic can be used on Males and females, I do predominantly uh, treat females, but I've seen a huge increase in males over the last, especially five years, just because all of a sudden they're starting to feel the pressure that we've felt for years. Sorry, guys. Is it worth it? Well, that's up to you. I can't decide that for you. There's a lot of things that we all choose to spend money on. And to me, this is really important to me. But you have to decide if it's important to you. So that's coming to the conclusion of today's episode. We'll have future episodes talking about what else can Botox do for you? How does Botox have effects on specific muscles of the face? Also, I appreciate so greatly your support by listening today. Please download and subscribe to this podcast. It really does help me. A little review really helps a lot too. And I absolutely do need your support. So taking the extra effort to do that. Thank you in advance. I see you out there. Also, you can follow me at Make Me Pretty Podcast on Instagram. My hope for all these things is that you're able to look and feel your very best to allow every bit of that badassery to come out and come forward. Till the next episode, signing out, Katie Allen. Thank you.